Today is Thursday, October 2nd, 2008, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and tonight we'll be discussing the message that we received from Our Lady through Mariana today. Uh, Of course, the second of the month, for those of you who are not familiar with Medjugorje or with Radio Wave, on the second of every month, the Mariana goes before Our Lady on behalf of all non-believers. And so tonight, as we enter into this broadcast, we're going to cover many topics in this next hour, and we ask that you open your hearts in prayer. And now our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Tonight, Mary, we come before you with the anticipation of this month, the second of the month, the message you give for non-believers on the day of non-believers that we see now that we have non-belief in us that must be changed. So we pray that what you want us to have in our hearts removed, that we obtain the grace to do so. We pray tonight that you might open our hearts, open our minds, both what to say and what to hear and how to hear it, that we know you want us to change the direction of our life, and that can only come through grace of which we ask. Amen. And Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, it's been a lot happened since the 25th, just a few days ago. It happened as far as world events and the economy and the financial situation. And it's a joy to be able to sit down and discuss Medjugorje in a group. We have more and more people joining us. We have more and more people saying that they're becoming, looking forward to the shows each month. And they, they schedule them into their schedule. Those that can't do so or listen to the uh, we had somebody write to us in a foreign country that says that every day to the bus that they've got their headset on listening to it the next day or the next couple of days. And uh, they repeatedly, repeatedly listen to some of the shows. So it's uh, strange to hear this, somebody walking someplace in Australia or Italy or even in, in uh, China, we heard where people listen, that that our lady's messages is able to penetrate in places we haven't before. And plus having a form where the messages can be discussed and help people understand to a greater degree. We don't claim to know anything any more than anybody else. We do claim that we've been to Medjugorje. We live in Medjugorje. We, it's our life. Uh, our work is Medjugorje. Our work is the message. We've been doing it for 21 years. We have 30 to 40 people working in our mission full-time just for the message. We don't do anything else. Uh, with our printing presses, our operation, our 35,000-square-foot facility. It's called the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages. Uh, back in this, our, our founding, we placed in it the structure that if Our Lady said this message, through her messages, that this is a plan for the salvation of the whole world, then how can you do that part-time? And so this applies to you, too. I mean, we take... For instance, between heaven and earth, a $50,000 production, we eat that cost by pulling up a lot of drops of money into a bucket, filling the pail up, 5 and $10, and then get that available to where you can get those CDs, or was audios, we're pushing everything to CDs now because that's where all the technology is gone. But you can get those in volume for down to $0.40 cents or so a piece. And while you may not have the funds to spend that kind of money to produce something like that professionally, we've structured ourselves in that way through God's grace he's inspired that we can take these things and give them to you and you can spread Medjugorje full time so don't think you can't be doing that full time you say well I work well sure but 
if we're praying unceasingly, we're praying full time. And if you're doing what he says, which is her request to spread her messages to speak about them, then you can always have that ready, have always something extra in your car, in your home, wherever you travel. In fact, we don't leave any place here where we don't have material we put up, whether it be for something of, of the nature of the operations of our mission itself or, or just going someplace or even seeing family or something. We always will have material on hand. And often we come back empty. And it's amazing who God will put to you on the plane seat next to you or sitting at the airport or on a bus or or in a conference, who you end up with. I've had times where I've talked so much I don't want to talk or because I've had to answer so many questions here in the mission about this or that. that I just want to be quiet if I'm traveling. And here it is. God puts right on the plane seat somebody i got to talk to for the next three hours because they brought it up. I'm not doing it reluctantly, but that wasn't my plan. And I see God put that there, and I'm active in that. And I'm, I'm, I'm joyed at that. But going into it, I'm thinking, here, here I've got my little, but see, I'm thinking about my own time, my own space. And there's many miracle stories that, that God's put us on the path. I just talked to somebody this past week. known them for years. And we spoke, and they're not, while they're not Catholic, they said, this is from God that we're meeting. I see the Lord's hand in this now. That was on our parting conversation, only 20 minutes. And, and uh, there'll be more discussions and, and things, and well, I won't go into the details. It's, it's the actions of God. If you're going to put yourself in a position to be a vessel to spread the message, your, your, your fullness will be constantly needing to be refilled because you're going to be emptied out. So don't think, oh, well, you do that full-time, that's what you do. We plan to do that. We consecrate our life to the devotion of, of Our Lady and her plans through Medjugorje and her uh, actions of spreading her and speaking about her and her plans of what they are about. We had a comment that came in uh, from a Robert from Stockholm, Sweden. And uh, it's a question that he wanted to address to a friend of Medjugorje. He says, I just have one comment. You compared Medjugorje to be the biggest event since the coming of Jesus Christ for our salvation. How can this be? I heard Medjugorje has had about 40 million pilgrims visit since the beginning. Lourdes has 5 to 6 million each year. Fatima also has, was huge, and there are shrines all over the world. So this person is asking, how can you claim that Medjugorje is the biggest event since the coming of Jesus? Well, that's uh, a lot of reasons. And I didn't come to that conclusion in the beginning of the days. It was years of, years of, uh, of seeing this truth. And I say truth, and I say that with authority, authority of the messages, because it's in the message. First of all, what does numbers mean? I mean, what, six million people go to Guadalupe a year. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it validates that people have a devotion to it, and they go in, and, and there's graces attached to that, and they go there to get a grace or something. But that doesn't make it number one because of numbers. If that's the case, you got three or four women at the foot of the cross. Our lady said that. It was only me along with a few other women at the cross. The, the launching of everything, the most greatest event in the history of the world, and nobody's there. And even afterwards, everybody fled. So numbers to a site or whatever didn't, is not near as important as what the site's about. All the Fatima, the Lourdes, the Guadalupe's, all these things are only the prophetic voices of the apparitions to lead up to her having a pulpit by her children loving her through these ages and years and decades and even centuries from Guadalupe, that she would be speaking in Medjugorje. These are all steps to the building up of this great moment of Revelation 12, chapter, um, uh, chapter 12. We used to say just chapter 12. But now we go back in the, uh, where the church is even putting in the missalettes now. We go back to chapter 11, the last verse of chapter 11. says, I, I, I appeared into heaven and saw the Ark of the Covenant open. And then it goes into first chapter 12. So now the church is realizing, you know, who's the Ark of the Covenant? The Virgin Mary, she opened to what? And then here's the woman, the next thing you're speaking about. So we are, we are in an event of the history of man 
of Mary being, made, Mary being made known as no other time in history. She said, which is a, is a mantra I repeat over and over, that I'm going to come and give messages as never before in the history of the world since this very beginning. Well, contemplating that, that tells you there's something pretty important going on. And it's much bigger than when God parted the Red Sea and the Jews and, the, and the, uh, Moses went through that. Uh, I used to have writings, you'll see in my beginning days, that I said this is equivalent to that. That's, this is way bigger than that. This is, this is the, the immaculate heart being set next to Jesus' sacred heart. What, what evolved from that thought in the sacred heart comes from his passion. And what's being, being known is what evolved from that passion as Mary's immaculate heart is being made known today to be set next to Jesus' heart. So she's one that God has invested his trust in to steer the world and reverse it. And that's why she said January 25th, 1987. I have a, uh, about in regards to a great plan for the salvation of the world. You do not comprehend your role, how great your role is in God's design. And she doesn't say you're going to comprehend. She says you must pray to understand what your role is. Not how great it is. You won't know that till you get to heaven. But this is a massive plan, the reversal of the direction of the world. She will have victory. She said that she'll triumph. This is a setting of the time of the Antichrist, an interim that's showing up that we will learn how to make it as Christians through that period of time whether it be 10 years from now or 100 years from now or thereafter. We don't have the fiber with the technological things that the Antichrist is going to have as a system of operations, which we, we see it. It's there. Will it be able to continue or will God bring it down like the Tower of Babel? I believe our is here to bring it down because just as the Babel had to be brought down because civilization was advancing too much and Christ wanted to come perhaps the way he came, Today, in the technology that we experience, we aren't able to deal with this in a spiritual way. The, it's, man, people are so different just from when 1983, 81, 86. When, in, in 86, we still didn't have no fax machines. Nobody even knew what a fax machine was. And we have people now so so wired that they've really grown dumb. We've really got a dumb society. I mean, we got a guy text messaging somebody 22 seconds before they crash in two trains in California. And we're, we're so out of it that God's not in it. And, and many Christians say, oh yeah, I'm Christian, I'm with God, but they're, 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 they, they never handle the Bible the way they handle their cell phones or their technology or their blackberries or blueberries or, or strawberries, whatever those things are. You know, I, I, we're too much. And so our lady's coming to, to show us how to be spiritual, how to be a holy people. And much of it is to turn away from these things. Don't let these things rule you. You know, you say I can't function in this kind of society. It's because you don't know how. I'm just amazed at some of the things. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably going a little bit too far into the show without reading the message. But maybe I will stop right here and let Ruth, Ruth with us, Jones and Medjugorje, they try, traded places and... and um, we got some of the community members in Medjugorje, but I'll let Joan, I mean, rather Ruth, tonight, she can read the message. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's October 2nd, 2008 message to Mariana Soldo for non-believers. Dear children, again I call you to faith. My motherly heart desires for your heart to be open so that it could say to your heart, Believe. My children, only faith will give you strength in life's trials. It will renew your soul and open the ways of hope. I am with you. I gather you around me because I desire to help you so that you can help your neighbors to discover faith, which is the only joy and happiness of life. Thank you. Our Lady blessed all those present in all religious articles. Once again, she called us to pray for priests, especially at this time. 
Well, there was a time last year where people were coming in our mission house and saying, well, this is for non-believers, and you're, you're writing you know, as if it's for us. Well, now it's proof it's for us. Uh, our lady's addressing us, gathered around her on the day of non-belief, and then she's saying, I want you to help your neighbor. Who's, obviously, she's referring to those who are non-believers. And, and they may be Christians. But also, we've realized how much non-belief is in us. We've spoken about this before, and I don't want to go down that too much. Uh, because I, I think that's already been addressed enough. But we, especially on the site today, what I wrote earlier today about um, only one faith will give you strength in life's trials on Midgetware headlines. If you haven't read that, you should go there and, and read that. But that goes more fully into the message that Our Lady really is addressing us and to rid ourselves and have faith. That will be the strength that will give us the dealing, the ability to deal with life's trials. And, of course, we have many life trials today. I mean, things are bleak. We have people calling us, asking us questions. What's our take on this? What's our take on that? Well, our takes are these messages. That's our take. The world's going to be the world. It's going to fall apart. But our lady said, I think it was 93, June 25th, uh, you're in a particular time. So particular means a singular, uh, something different. And this is the time when our, our friend in Sweden wrote this question, why is this the, the greatest apparitions uh, or the greatest second, one of the second, or how do you say it, the second greatest moment in, or in history? The biggest event since the coming of Jesus Christ for our salvation. Well, tell me nothing bigger. I mean, if you want to go play the numbers game, Guadalupe was, was a, you know, what, three or four, five apparitions. Fatima was, what, seven, eight, um, or a little bit more maybe, and Lourdes was, you know, somewhere around the same number. You know, you've got 28 years, tw going on 28 years of apparitions. We're 27 years. Every day, with visionaries separated, having apparitions, which greatly increased the number more than one a day. Thousands, tens of thousands of apparitions, which some people say they can't believe it. But if Our Lady was going to come, and establish something in the world and a great change in the world. How can Jesus do what he did in three years in his ministry and ladies already in 27 years? Well, you're dealing with something completely different. Our age, to, to penetrate the heart of the, the person, it was so easy in the 80s to bring people to Mexico and, and invite them and get them excited about it. Today, there's a notable difference in the reactions of people to it. Uh, I've just just some of my writings in the last few weeks have shown me some of the feedback we got. We've got people that really don't know what's going on. Uh, we don't have television. We don't watch the news, but we we read, you know, about what somebody's put out or or books. And there's, there's plenty of books. They, they, there's already books out one week after Sarah Palin announced what she's doing except the vice presidency. You got them about Obama. You got them about all these people. But the rapidity of what this material gets out there, you, you can find information. And it's often much better to go with the person who is saying it, what they're saying, rather than what somebody's saying they said. And so we're in the know. And I'm shocked how many people out there glued into and wired up aren't in the know. They simply aren't. So... They have formed opinions because everybody's, you got an indelible mark on your conscience. That's given to every person, no matter who you are. You've got that from God. But for your conscience to be formed properly, you need to base them on, on the commands of God. And we've got people basing their, their belief in their systems and what's happening in our nation or, or the world on total secular worldview. Uh, I heard come up here today, this morning, on a Christian show. Um, about something they were saying is a truth. Actually, a commercial kind of something about this is a truth. Well, there's no truth if, it, if it's in conflict with scriptural principles. Nobody's using this measurement of weight to see what am I hearing in the media or the system or even Christian media or even especially Catholic news service. I don't believe much of what they say. They're biased, very biased. They lean toward a social slant. They, they don't lean toward what our lady is showing us to, to really help our neighbor is, is to make government more socialist, is to, to get off base into these 
political fields that we have no business being in. And that's not to say, I know I just heard about a poll about um, how people are, are saying we're not supposed to be in politics, which we'll, sp we'll speak about that in a minute. I can't explain it, but when I first held the book, look what happened while you were sleeping in my hands, I felt I was holding something very powerful. Look what happened while you were sleeping? Unbelievable. Order on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. With each page, I became more and more alarmed. Look what happened while you were sleeping? Very scary. Look what happened while you're sleeping is one of the most important books ever written. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or lookwhathappenedwhileyouwersleeping.com. What if Our Lady hadn't appeared in 1981? We know Our Lady, had she not come and appeared to these visionaries, she revealed that the world would have destroyed itself. Why is the Holy Virgin coming? Read sacred scriptures, live it and pray to understand the signs of the time. At 6.40, June 24th, 1981, the world was on a downhill slide toward evil and darkness and hate that that changed in one moment toward the good. Has anything been said about Christians? There, there's many Christians in the world, but also she gave a message that said there's many Christians living as the pagans. They live pagan Christianity. With 26 years of daily apparitions, do we know if there is some kind of plan? It's her words saying, I want to use you in a great plan you must pray to understand what your role is in that plan. And it's for the salvation of the world. How will it happen? Because you are the chosen ones in the time of grace, walking with her, who are going to instruct the others after the time of grace. When Our Lady came June 24, 1981, it was at that point that God had decided to bring us ten secrets, three admonitions, and it's going to happen. They will happen. Do not put off drawing closer to God, now in the time of divine mercy. Find out more about the most extraordinary plans in 2,000 years of Christian history. Sign up for the Medj list free and be kept informed of the most important event in your life, your children's and your grandchildren's, and all your posterity to the end of the world. See MEJ.com and click on Medj List free. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So a lady tells us, I gather you around me because I desire to help you so that you can be a help to your neighbor to discover faith, which is only the way joy she, and so forth, she says. But the point I bring that up is to help your neighbor. And this poll I was just speaking of, they they polled a lot of Christian or Christians. The number was like sixty or seventy, eighty percent. It was unreal that they believed that religion had no part to play in politics, or Christians shouldn't have anything to basically say about it. And I, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Where do we have this religious part of us and then this other part secularized and we don't cross over? You can never allow secularism to manage itself without the Christian principles of which this nation is founded upon. And the fact that we have done that is look who's in charge and look what a circus it is. Well, circus is too nice of a word. We pay money to go see those things. You know, this is this is satanic. We've got a satanic infestation in our nation, and and people are saying, well, in a poll that we, we shouldn't, you know, we got to watch ourselves, and that's, we have no business messing, mixing religion with politics. That's what's wrong. We haven't done that, and we did do that for 200 years. We've gotten away from that in the last 40 years of our, of our nation's history. And so we, we, we burden, we're not helping our neighbor by letting the godless decide on policy, socialist policy, social ways, all this stuff is anti-God. And you can say, well, the Virgin Mary, you know, she don't say anything about this. Our Lady's coming for every fabric, every particle, every stitch of society and the way it operates. She don't come and make political statements. She don't have to. But we're to apply 
every in Washington, go there, go go where the Supreme Court is and see the Ten Commandments are there. Go in Congress where they've got statues of of or or um, release of 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 Moses. I think it's in I think it's in the uh, House of Congress or um, throughout Washington. These things are there. They, all these religious symbols. We've been in the the Pentagon is is throughout. And so for people to sit there and erase that history is to make us like Europe. You just peer across Europe where they're headed. I was just told that England now has just set up a dual form of government for the parliament the way they've been running and then for the Muslims. This is very, very dangerous. Yes, we're supposed to dialogue with the Muslims. Yes, we're, we're supposed to uh, be loved and we're supposed to help our, our neighbors. And there's a lot of values actually we do share together. Uh, and so, but to give up this nation to that is where we're headed and we just peer across this. There's, so there are, England's over. They're over. I was there speaking 10, 15 years ago and I thought if the queen knew what's happening six weeks, six blocks down the street from the Buckingham Palace, why doesn't she march down there and just burn these churches down? I won't mention it on the radio. And this was 15 years ago. And I said then that those of the community were with me that this place is over. You cannot do this in God's house. You cannot promote what God's house is promoting. 15 years ago. And expect not God not to give your nation over to somebody else. And that's what's happening in England today. I know people in England listen, and I don't want to make you hopeless, but you better start doing novenas for your country. Because you, there's just no way around. And, it, and Europe's going this way. So you just peer across the ocean and you look over there. Those of you in the United States think that we shouldn't stand up and do something and say, this is a, a, a nation built on the principles of Christ. And we should uphold that. And we need to look at that. In light of uh, what you're saying, in light of the world events and Our Lady's messages, particularly the, today's message, I know that there's been a lot of talk, especially lately, about the financial situation that's happening in our country and certainly what you just said, that the messages, the very fabric of these messages are to be put into every part of society. How would we address something along um, the situation, for instance, like the financial situation that our country is facing? Well, we tend to look at that as Christians and, and whether you do it through the transposing the messages of our lady on top of these issues or the, the Bible on top of these issues as a template of what, where they go with it. Is is like a non-neutral thing. Okay, it's just financial. You know, it doesn't necessarily give an appearance of something evil or, or good or bad. But let's think of some of the vilest sins. I mean, murder. You know, abortion. Things that happen in our society that that's, that we we typically look at them. As, oh, how sinful. And see and, and and pause and look back and say, okay, how will the world come to an end? What does the Bible tell us? What does it foretell us? that the world is going to uh, find its end over. And it's over a system ran by uh, the personification of the Satan who enters into a human, Lucifer himself, the Antichrist, the fullness of Antichrist that ever be, just as much as Christ walked the earth. So not in a divine being, but in probably in possession of a, of a person, a man who will be the personification of Satan himself. And how will he rule? Financially. He will wed the world, integrated into a financial web that will control everything you buy and sell. So we tend to think, you know, sins and this sin, or somebody stole this or do that. But look at that, how that's going to play out. And then Armageddon comes along. And so this whole situation now... With the financial, Our Lady said the the little spot that we just played the commercial a minute ago. I said years ago there that uh, the signs of the times. Our Lady says, and this is a really recent messages. I'd say in the last eight years, where Our Lady starts saying signs of the times. I think she's probably said it four to six times at least. She wasn't saying that for the first twenty years because she was preparing us for the moment when things started manifesting. She says, now look at the signs of the times. What are the signs of the times? We know one of the most important prayers that still said every day after the Mass, 
Everybody stays after Mass, get on their knees in the gravel in Medjugorje and kneels down and says, it's a 777. What is the 777? Seven Our Fathers, seven Hail Marys, and seven Glory Bees. Why is that said? Our Lady asked for that. It's not just tradition. It's part of what Our Lady requested. And so what's the signs of the time? I tell you, the signs of the time was the worst stock market crash ever in the history happened Monday. Now, it's bigger, so the percentage is not, of loss is not as great, but the, the fall of the stock market's index, the fall was 7, 7, 7, 777 points. Our lady says, look at the signs of the times. She's put a template over this. You take the message, you put it over, you say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whatever happened to usury? Why did Jesus speak about that in the Bible? Where is usury? What is, what is it? It's, it's loaning money at an excessive price. The system is corrupt. Our Lady's coming, is, her presence today is exorcistic. Everything wrong will be corrected. Everything that's got to be corrected, if it can't be fixed, will be purified and destroyed. So you say, should we bail out? Should we not bail out? I'm not, I'm not even in that issue. I'm saying these things are the fruit of something wrong. And if you go look at the tree, you see a tree that's forbidden because it doesn't match the principles of God. The whole way it operates is, is, is ungodly. And so many good people are part of it. Many good people have made money on the stock markets. Many people are using their money and put it, put it in this. But see, we've been asleep for too long. We haven't looked at, and I, I, I dare say, if you sit down with very many people and you say, uh, let's have a discussion about usury, they couldn't discuss it with you. I started looking into it several years ago. I know I, I, it, it, I'm wired that way. I never had a mortgage on my house. Caritas doesn't owe any money. We pay as we go. If God sends that we do it. If he doesn't, it means we're not going to do it. We can't do it. And so uh, those of you familiar with our retooling, now we wrote in there, I put in there that, that you won't be paying the bank anything. When you donate to the retooling, it's going to buy something. And our overhead's very, very little because we've paid as we go. If you if you got the whole structure there, it's easy to operate. So maybe we'll do a maybe we'll schedule something in a couple of weeks just about the financial situation, the political situation, and we can go into some of this more deep because it's very much part of the message. Do the lady say about this? No, she says, read the Bible every day. The Bible says, do not commit the sin of usury. The financial system is riddled, infested satanically with usury. It's just that simple. Look at it. Oh, you say it's only 6%, 8% interest. Per year, that's per year. You borrow a, a, a home for $100,000 per se, and you pay 200000 back. That's usury. That's excessive payment back on the money you borrowed. Should that not be bond, or, or the church sees it different because, yeah, now... Money used to didn't be, usury is different now. And I've read this from these theologians. You know, they rationalize it because now money is, is before it was, it was just money. Now it's, it's treated as a, a commodity or something or something that, that itself is, is, is a means to make money by. So now we have this rationalization, which is a great heresy of the church today, that we can do this. We can do that. And so Our Lady says, you built a whole new world without God as if you're your own creator. And that's what we've done. And they say, Ali says, you want peace, but you don't want Jesus. And so the financial institutions become God. Government, go, government has become God. We look to it to solve all of our problems. Our Lady, you know, we've got a lot of idolism in our, in our life. And nobody's stopping to raise up our neighbor and bring him, educate that, and teaching them... Um, from the weary way to stop it. You know, even the people have borrowed money and they're losing their houses. Where's the education that you don't buy what you can't afford, even if the bank's giving you the money? Everybody's saying all these poor people losing houses. Well, I lived in a trailer for eight years. And I built my house. I'm not saying that in a bragging way. I just, I just was taught that what you do is you get married, you get your kids, and you build, and you pay as you go, and you and you and you, you your whole goal is to get your house paid for. Today, people 
get eight, you know, $120,000 home, they get $40,000 equity and they get a second mortgage. And then they get that paid down and they got equity because of inflation or the house became more valuable because the, the false market comes up in value. And then they get a third mortgage because they got some equity. You know, you can't blame anybody but yourself for this. We've got to go back to what our lady says, live more simply. You know, you should be able to go to bed at night and know everything's covered. You can't insure yourself against everything, but you can live for God in his ways, and his ways is to live that way. Read Sirach uh, in, in the scriptures. Read, read, read Proverbs. Uh, it's there. And so, yes, our lady does speak about all these things. She speaks about the financial situation. People tend to think, oh, yeah, we got to go to Mass, we got to go to Adoration. We got Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of building fiber and the strength and get, gaining wisdom. Uh, a lot of talk I hear about the presidential thing now is, and what I'm reading is, you know, experience, experience. Give me somebody who's got wisdom. They'll get experience. A lot of people out there has got experience. What are they doing with it? They're failing and failing and failing and failing and failing more. That don't give you anything. You know, did, did Solomon ever come across the two women before when he had to decide by wisdom? The case? Where was his experience in that? Then cut the baby in half. And then he knew who the real mother was. That's wisdom. What we, did, what we need today is to be connected to wisdom. And we are. She's coming every day. Every day. And you're not consulting her. And you're in trouble. And you've made decisions you, should, you shouldn't have. And so I know a lot of people have fallen in this innocently. I've made a lot of past that I wouldn't have wanted to walk had I been connected, you know, in wisdom. And and everybody has that. Our lady says everybody makes mistakes. So don't feel lost. Don't feel overwearied about uh, where you are when these troubles come and you, your heart's burdened by where you're standing. <clears throat> you know, but get silent. Wait in silence. You can't do that with your TV blaring, your cell phone, your Blackberries, all this, and being wired instead of wired with wisdom. Why with Our Lady? Get rid of this stuff. And then you'll be raised up. And then you can stand on the mountains. You can stand and walk in any kind of stormy sea. And you'll be strong. And that's what this message was about today. And once you've gone through that fire and you have faith and you're strengthened through all these life's trials, you will be able to be one of those Our Lady who's around Our Lady today that will be to your neighbor in the future to give them faith by watching your faith. Because Our Lady says, she speaks of her heart as it. And she says, my heart, speaking of that, it'd be open. So that it could say to your heart, her heart to your heart, believe. My children, only faith will give you the strength of life's trials. And so, there's a lot of mistakes. People aren't going to be able to correct these things now, but start being more connected to Our Lady and act on these things. And she will carry your heart's burden and ease those things for you. i 
My children, only faith will give you strength in life's trials. The only way to receive faith is to get or receive it as a gift. God wants to give this faith to you as a gift. And that's why the gift of our is coming to do this. So no matter what your situation is, no matter what your life trials is, and, and again, there are many, many people hurting right now because of this financial situation. Don't lose heart. Look at it as a trials and your training period that you'll be able to deal with your neighbor to discover faith, just like you're having to discover right now. That you, even if you're feeling like you're drowning, drowning, you're weary, that your situation is more than you can handle, that you're suffering from bad des decisions five, ten years ago, especially financial, which also causes many divorces. Realize that can change, but you have to change your life. And you have to reconnect to who she is, this wisdom. And simply, this is what I was trying to get us to do at this moment. Follow her and learn your path. We invite you to an experience of a lifetime. Come to the five-day annual retreat, December 8th through 12th, of reconciling ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. It will not only recharge you, but change your life. America was given a beautiful gift on Thanksgiving Day, November 24th, 1988. The Virgin Mary appeared in an open field consecrating the spot by her heavenly visitation. Today Our Lady appeared and she was very happy when she came. She announced through the Magigoria visionary, Maria Linetti, she was here to help us and she would intercede for you to God with all your intentions. Experience Our Lady. Experience retreat. Experience Christmas. Experience a place fragranced with the queen of the angels herself and leave moved deep within your heart. With Our Lady appearing 26 years in Magigoria, come to a special place she's visited and designated and allow Our Lady to enlighten you in regard to God's plans to renew the face of the earth, nay, even all of creation. For more information, call Caritas of Birmingham at 
You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You know, we're talking about carrying our burdens and the difficulties. We we have such a condemning spirit of our nation. Uh, somebody sent me something the other day from David Letterman, who really says he's not really big on our present president, but he goes on and basically says how spoiled we've got just spoiled brats in our country. That nobody's looking at what we have in our nation and how well off we are and how blessed we are. And all, all we hear is about what am I going to get next and save me from this and this, this mentality of looking to the government to give us all the answers. The, the, you know, the, the government is not the answer. Government's the problem. And when we understand that and when we get it out of the way, it gets out of the way of, of our, our religious liberties. Government's in the way of our religious liberties right now. There's things that if you're not aware of called the fairness doctrine that they're going to stop religious broadcasting. At, at the very least, they'll make you have equally on your own shows, your own time, an opposing view. What kind of government interference is that? And so government has very much to do with this. And our, our government today is a surrogate. It's been hijacked by people who do not recognize or not, not that they don't recognize, they do recognize. The fact that they're there is that they recognize what was there and they want to replace it. Because we've got a secular, godless mentality that's hijacked this country. And so it's very important that we understand who we are. I have a letter here from Elizabeth from Buenos Aires, Federal District, Argentina. You know, another country. And this is what she writes. And she's a listener, and she follows Meds.com. I don't know if she's on our mail list, but she says, God bless America, the land that I love. Be brave again. Be compassionate again. Be open again. Wise as a snake and pure as a dove. Stand up again and dance and walk and fly. Elizabeth, Argentina. And this is not an isolated thing. We have mail coming to us all the time from different countries who look up to us. In fact, we're the only hope right now. We have friends in England, all across England, that are looking to us at what we're going to do because their situation is, is hopeless. France, Germany, Italy. We just had somebody here from Italy. You know, and they experienced a whole other life, a whole other culture, yes. But something here... That then in this country, we had, a, we had a, uh, years ago, had somebody come from Germany. And they were standing in the field, and he just took this deep breath. I says, it was kind of the way he did it, was asking, what, what are you doing? He says, I can breathe here. I says, yeah, we're out in the woods. He says, no, I don't mean that. I says, I'm in America. I said, well, you can't do that in Germany? He says, no, just the air is oppressive. It's regulated. It, it's, it, it's enslaved the mentality so much. And there is a war over our nation, and you better wake up. Make it your duty to get, look what happened while you're sleeping. Every single penny we get back from this book goes back into promoting the book. We're keeping nothing for the mission. We're keeping nothing for furthering what we do. This is one book that will, every single penny that has come from its sales has gone back into putting more advertisements out to get the book out. And, and on top of that, we are giving many away for different things, for, for like priests and, and people like that, or for certain events even. But it's one of the greatest tools you can have right now, especially with the election coming up, to change people's mentalities. We've got about five minutes left of the broadcast tonight. And before we uh, close, I'd like to mention that the next broadcast is going to be on Saturday, the 25th. And you know, we talked, excuse me just a second, we talked about doing maybe a show in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll do something because of the circumstances of our finances and the financial situation, the, the, the stage is, this whole world event is definitely, nothing's happening that's not connected to reality. Everything happening in the world, look to Medjugorje, has it been connected. All these things are part of uh, that event. So it's intrinsically tied to Medjugorje, all these things. And so maybe we'll have a special show and uh, we'll just announce on some kind of banner. So I wanted to interrupt you for that. 
Sure. And then also for those who are members of the MedgeList, if you're not a member of the MedgeList, you can sign up for that for free on uh, medge.com, and you'll also be notified about that special broadcast, and uh, you in turn can uh, invite others to your home or to listen to that broadcast. The nine-day fast that, uh, for those of you that are part of uh, our Field Angels, uh, who are supporters of the mission of Caritas, uh, received a newsletter uh, about a nine-day fast, and it was also posted on medge.com, which you can find there. And before we close, I'd like a friend of Medjugorje to mention a little bit about this fast, but that fast begins on October 27th. That's a Monday. And it will end on Tuesday, November 4th, and this is a special fast for our nation. And then also, too, to uh, ask for your financial support for those of you who are fed through Medj.com, through the materials uh, of Caritas and the mission. We ask for your support to help this to continue. We want to do many, many things with Medj.com. We want to do many, many things with Radio Wave, and many people have asked us for uh, more frequent programming, and we're hoping to do that. And all of that has to come through funding base of some type. And so for those of you that would like to make a donation, you can do that on the homepage of Medj.com. You can click on Donate. It's very easy, very simple. And uh, now, before we close, a friend of Medjugorje. We have um, always the plan of God first in our hearts and minds. But since July, we come in really on our daily events that take place that day. The day dictates what we'll be doing that day. We're trying to right now manage ourselves where we can get back in charge of of instead of just being swept in the wind uh, after we catch up to to go forward, like Ray just said about the more programming things like that. And there's a lot we want to do. There's a lot we could advance with quickly if we had the support. And field angels are people who monthly support us. They give anywhere from one dollar to five dollars to ten dollars, some five hundred dollars a month, or even more that run operation. Again, I said we've got many people here. Just our operation has. 50 or 60 extensions, we're, we're, we are into Medjugorje as our life. We're building a structure here that this will, will we hope, and our prayers will carry to the end of time. You know, we could say, well, how, how do you know a thousand years? Well, that's a long time. I don't, I don't think with the advances we made to Antichrist system, that even if it's knocked down like the Tower of Babel, that it wouldn't rise back up again in another century. We're there. And man, with the profusion and exponentiality, as we spoke about several shows ago, it doesn't go away. Man, what he's done will help him back, back, even if he's set back way back where he, even if we don't have electricity, we'll come back to that within a few decades if something massive like that happens. And, and, and that's going to have to happen for the Antichrist to do and connect and integrate the world, which he's going to do. But we have a taste of it now. We see it. I mean, it's, it's a reality. And so a lot of people are very concerned that this is upon us. But we have to have strong faith in Our Lady, and she's coming for a purpose. And I do think it's, it's to put fiber in the Christians for the future. And much of what she said is for us in the present, but also how to do these things in the future. But everything you can do to support us, everything you can do to help us is critical uh, in regards to us changing the, the way of the world and building this fiber so that we can be prepared for the time of the Antichrist. So faith needs to be strong. And when we have faith and our mother's heart and desire for us, she gives the grace to go on. And it makes us willing to be able to have that faith. Give us faith to be strong, Father, we are so weak. Our bodies are fragile and weary. And as we stagger and stumble to walk where you lead, give us faith to be strong. Give us faith to be strong, give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long, but it's hard. Give us grace to go on, make us willing and able. Lord, give us faith to be strong. when we're torn mend us up when we break this flesh can be wounded and shaky when there's much too much trouble for one heart 
strength to be faithful This life is not long, but it's hard Give us grace to go on Make us willing and able Lord, give us faith to be strong to find hope Father we cannot see how the sorrow we feel can bring freedom and as hard as we try Lord it's hard to believe so give us hearts to find hope give us faith to be strong give us strength to be faithful this life is not long, but it's hard. Give us grace to go on. Make us willing and able. Lord, give us faith to be strong. Give us peace when we're torn. Give us faith. Faith to be strong. So for your homework, we have Psalms 27 to read. We uh, have been told by several people that this is something to be praying for the political candidates today. And, and uh, we know there's a debate starting tonight and actually just a few more minutes that this will start. And that we need to be in prayer. We need to cover these candidates with prayer and let God anoint what he wishes to anoint. So Psalms 27 is, is your homework. And your, evangel your evangelical work this week and this next time until we meet is to do everything you can to spread. Look what happened while you're sleeping. It's an easy change of people's direction in their life. Uh, we've heard so many stories that mentalities change. People change the way they think. They change the direction of their life. They go to Medjugorje after 20 years and not want to go. And so the purpose of spending a year writing this thing was to, to show people enough that it would be an easy impulse for them to change the direction of their life. And so tonight, we thank you for allowing us to be in your homes. We ask that it be fruitful, that it grow into a tree producing fruit for you and your family. Grow strong in your faith. Ask for the gift of faith and pray. So we'll leave you tonight with Our Lady. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. <laughs>